Welcome back to Kava the Podcast. I'm Kelly Archibald, and I want to thank you for tuning in. We live in a crazy world, so we made this podcast to shine some hope into your life. Our guests have lived through some incredible things, both good and bad, and they want to share their stories with you. Listeners like you make this podcast possible. If you've been inspired or encouraged by these stories, please consider supporting us on Patreon or contacting us about sponsorship opportunities. You can find more information about us at kavahpodcast.com. That's Q-A-V-A-H podcast.com. Floyd McClendon had discovered the measure of his ability. He had tested his body, mind, and willpower as a U.S. Navy SEAL and achieved far more than most of us ever will. And he had learned some hard lessons along the way. But he hadn't done it all. Back on the home front, Floyd was invited into a new career path, one that he thought he would never pursue. But then again, he had originally thought the same thing about joining the military. I went to a career readiness career transition readiness in an institute called the Honor Foundation. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Mm. So the Honor Foundation is a, basically it's a program for special, for the special operations community, special warfare community to go to in order to help you with your transition into the Mm -hmm. civilian sector. It's four months long, two nights a week, three to five hours a night, Mm -hmm. right? Along with homework and 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 projects and all the other stuff that goes on with it. It's almost like being in, a, uh, in an MBA program, Okay. right? And the Honor Foundation brings in coaches. So you, they, they assign you coaches and these coaches are with, talking to you on a daily basis. And basically what they're doing is they're helping you build your vision mm-hmm. on where you want to go. But they're assessing if that's right for you. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, Floyd, what do you want to do? I want to run for Congress. Up for a new challenge, Floyd decided to get involved in politics. <laughs> yeah, right. Because they know me from the Naval Special Warfare community side. Right. And they're like, there's no way that fits you. Oh, okay. But this is what the program is about. So they yeah. do assessments. Okay. Right. To see yeah. where your passion really lies. So they're doing the assessments and they say, wow, this is something that could potentially be for Mm -hmm. you. So once they find out that this veteran wants to go down a certain path, they start to Mm -hmm. help you, connect you to the to the industries, connect you to the people, right? You do your coffees and meeting, right? All these things. Mm The, uh, what's the name of the group? Um, Hill Vets. Hill Vets is another veteran program to where they bring you to Washington, D.C. You work on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. So I learned yeah. about Hill Vets through the Honor Foundation. Okay. I applied to Hill Vets to go to Washington, D.C. and work on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. And I got accepted into that program. I went there and now I'm in DC. So now you're, you're interviewing like with all these offices. 
So what they do is they take your resume, they push it out to all the offices. Wow. And then you pick what offices you want to interview for, and then you just hit the ground. And you, and in the meantime, they're supplying a place for you to live. Okay. Right? Um, the Navy has a program called SkillBridge where, oh, there's a no DOD, Department of Defense has a program called SkillBridge okay. where if you're within a year of you getting out, you can go to a company or an organization and work for them mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of do a, a fellowship or mentorship mm-hmm. or whatever to start transitioning out. Mm-hmm. So I applied for that to go to watch to Capitol Hill my okay. last year. And I got and I got approved, so I went to Capitol Hill. Okay. So now here is I'm working for a congressman from North Carolina as his legislative fellow. Okay. His chief of staff hired me and took me under his wing. Okay. And at the time, I'm just trying to figure out the landscape of right. politics. Right. Right. How does it work? What's the process? Like, how? What's What's really the deal? Right. Right. And then all I'm looking for is a job on Capitol Hill so I can stair-step up right. to run for Congress, right? Right. Ignorant. Because I'm just ignorant to the process, Yeah. right? If there was one thing that Floyd had learned through all of his years of struggling to get to the top, it was how to be patient. This was his mother's secret that she left him with before she passed. Humility and building relationships, she said, were keys to success. And of course, with politics, it's all about who you know. And, but the chief of staff, so he's a great friend of mine now, a mentor. Um, He's like, all right, fine, cool. Like, we'll expose you. Now, this particular congressman, he pulled me under his wing, would take me to the meetings, would introduce me to... Because they were like, where, where are you, you going to retire to? I was like, well, you know, we're looking at Texas. So I started meeting Congress people in Texas. Right. Right? Actually um, setting up one-on-one meetings with them, going to talk to them. Wow. You know, so, and, and he's just showing me all this love, him and his chief of staff. So I'm there about a month or two. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a conversation with the chief of staff. And I said, hey, man, I don't want to come up here and work. And he was like, well, why not? I said, well, I don't want to, I can do this now. I can run for office now. And he said, yeah, you're right, you can. Oh, wow. It's like, yeah, you're capable. And I was like, he's like, and if that's what you want, then we'll, you know, we'll kind of readjust the way mm-hmm. we've been mentoring you and help you yeah. through that process. And I said, okay, um, that's what I want to do. And then he's like, well, you know, have you thought about, he's like, well, what party do you want to do with? With at the time, mm. thought about it, right? And I, and I was assessing, right? You know, who I wanted to align with. And I told him, I said, Hey, this is who I want to align with. I said, All right, we're going to get you processed. So now I'm starting to meet individuals. So when I go to Texas, I can reconnect with them. Right. They're like, Hey, man, hit me up when you get there. When you get set up and you're ready to run, call me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I do the fellowship, we retire to Texas. Um, and now I'm all in. I want to be in a position to run for Congress in 2020. In 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we look at the landscape of Texas. I love, I like Dallas. My wife likes Austin. Mm-hmm. So we moved to Austin, right? <laughs> the boss wins, right? So then we moved to Austin. I was blessed to interview with the uh, Office of the Attorney General. Mm-hmm. And I got accepted to be the executive aide for the Texas Attorney General. Mm-hmm. So now I've seen the federal side, the, the chief of staff, and the office attorney general and the attorney general was like, hey, man, yeah, we'll love to have you, mm-hmm. you know, um, come and work for us. Now this opens up the state side of politics. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I was with with him and they knew my intentions and I made it very clear. And it's like not a problem. And then the opportunity came up a year and a half a year later for me to run for office mm-hmm. up in here to Dallas area mm-hmm. and I took it mm-hmm. and then we we moved to Dallas and the, the political process has been you know so it started seven years ago wow mm-hmm. right it started the, the seed was planted seven years right. ago and it was I started actively really truly actively working on it in like 2016 mm-hmm. and then just kind of ramping up from there yeah and people ask why. Well, I have two answers. Well, why not? Mm-hmm. And if not me, who? Floyd had certainly earned his spot in the campaign. He had put in the work. If anyone was qualified to run for Congress, it was him. If you look at my resume, right. I'm a... I'm a minority from the south side of Chicago right. who served for 25 years in the United States Navy, who's a retired U.S. Navy SEAL, right? Right. who has worked on Capitol Hill, who has worked within the state politics of Texas and has that experience. Not only that, but I, I have the, I think I have the, the leadership, right? The, the, the teamwork, the accountability, the, the conflict resolution acumen in order to be in order to be you right. know a, a public servant. Right. So, if not me, then who? Mm-hmm. Because, and I still owe. Because mm. I don't believe my career. There's others who paid a higher price. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you and your wife are very involved with veterans. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do with that? What kinds of, you know, what kinds of right. things so, are you involved with? So I'm on the board of directors for the uh, Third Watch Motorcycle Club, that chapter, and literally tonight we're having a, a, a spontaneous meeting to discuss. There's a, a, a Navy veteran who was just diagnosed with terminal cancer, um, wife, two kids. Oh, wow. And um, so we're going to um, we're going to have a fundraiser for for him and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just found out about that like two days ago. Oh wow! So we're going to um, you know work on just kind of mm-hmm. easing the pain a little bit with them. Right. And then yesterday we there's a a, a homeless veteran here in Dallas. Okay. Um, that was brought to our attention, and we're gonna. Know, we're gonna you know see what we can do for them mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. so from my perspective and helping veterans like and I'm also um, huge into 
the PTS yes. and TBI, yes. you know, awareness. Yeah. Um, I participated in a TBI treatment um, the beginning of this year. Okay. Um, through uh, Synapse, hmm. which was what it's called. And I was approached by a friend who, um, Defenders of, of Freedom is the organization. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard of them. So Defenders of Freedom, the, the CEO, I'm a, a friend, we're a friend of hers. And she said, hey, I wanna, I wanna show you what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. This is when I was a candidate. And I said, okay. So I went to the facility, walked around, right. talked to her and the doctor. And I said, I love this. And I will I will advocate for this and I'll promote it on my campaign trail and you know, mm -hmm. see what I can do once I get to Congress. Um, and they're like, well, we think you should go through it. And I'm like, oh my God. PTS, also known as PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder and TBI or traumatic brain injury, are two simple acronyms for two very complex issues in the veteran community. As tragic as it is, the psychological and cerebral damage that veterans undergo while on active duty is not only life-changing, but widely unknown. Veterans and activists have been raising awareness for PTSD and TBI since these conditions were first diagnosed following the Vietnam War. Now, Floyd had tested the limits of his body, mind, and willpower while serving in the military. But the thought of going through a program to identify and treat any psychological wounds was a different kind of scary. He certainly didn't love the idea, but he remembered his mom's words about humility, and he agreed to try it out. They not wrong with me. Oh, wow. Right? So it's not wrong with me. Like, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm fine. Right? So she said, all right, well... I'm gonna get a little bit intrusive. Tell me about some of the stuff that you've done. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah. I started explaining to her. Yeah. And she said, "Yeah, you have you have TBI issues." Yeah. You know. And I was like, "All right, whatever." So I said, "Okay, I'll do I'll do uh -huh. the program." So I went through the program, and it was two weeks long, and really only doing about two or three hours of actual treatment a day. But it's so intense. Mm -hmm your your brain can't handle yeah that much yeah and sure enough wow the night and day wow night and day from day one till two weeks later wow this program turned out to be well worth the effort and my wife was like whoa she's like that's awesome cannot believe the transformation Right. And then you do follow up. They give you homework, you do follow ups. Mm -hmm. So if I know that I'm messed right. up, right, I right. think I was blessed and got away with not, right. you know, not really being mm -hmm. hurt. I know like the you know, the veterans that are that are yeah. really have been diagnosed or right. so it's 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 advocating for you know, for that and yeah. and letting the American people know, like, look, this isn't a a, a disorder. Um right. or it's not a, it's not a disease. Like this right. is you know, this is um this is just a, a condition that an individual has gone through because of, you know, what they've done. Yes. You know, for whatever cause it may be. Um, you know, for veterans it's okay, war overseas. 
you know, for firefighters and right. law enforcement and first responders, you know what I'm saying? It's right. it's it's being it's being that 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 first person on the scene, you know, to protect the American people. So this is normal. Right. It's just that we're abnormal in providing the services to keep them healthy yeah. mentally. And then that's you know, that's kinda like, you know, the you know, what we're really, you know, passionate about. And in the meantime, picking up and helping those who are in need at that particular mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, the, the best best that we, we can do. Yeah. Um, it's just making the American people aware. Right. Yeah. Because they don't know. No. And they look at it as a, as a negative uh, stigmatism. Right. Suicide prevention and awareness is another big thing yes. that, that we, um, that we're advocates for. Yeah. Um, and it's honoring their life as opposed to as opposed to um, faulting them for you know their last decision. After seeing the transformation in his own life, Floyd was ignited with motivation to provide this help to other veterans and to continue raising awareness for the mental condition that many veterans return home with. Although he did not win the congressional race, he discovered connections he made during that exciting season that would launch him directly into the next. Looking back on his four careers as a basketball player, Navy SEAL, motivational speaker, and politician, Floyd recalls that his desire to protect and uplift people came from his childhood home, which was not exactly safe. Though he has repaired his relationship with his father today, he grew up with a fear and resentment toward his dad, who abused his mom and siblings. Floyd always knew that when he was old enough to stand his ground, he would stand up for people. So looking back, what gave you hope? And you had a lot of adversity, I mean, that you have overcome. There's been so much to get to where you are. Mm-hmm. And what um, what gave you hope to keep going? Mm-hmm. So I think it stems back from, um, I don't know if it's necessarily hope so when I was growing up and going through the you know kind of like the in, in the home the way that it was my mom and my sister was on me all the time they're like look don't you do anything that's gonna ruin your life mm. right because at that particular time I had no problem killing my dad wow it wasn't even a second guess. Wow. No problem. But also, too, I ran in a circle of friends. Oh, I had a circle of friends who would say to me or who would say to my mom, hey, just say the word. And wow. we'll take care of it. Wow. And my mom, like, no, you know, no. And then I'd be like, nah, you know, I, you know, I won't. Be. But my mom and my sister were were on me because I was quiet. Like I don't, I didn't mm. really show like any, because I didn't environment, I really didn't show. Right. Right. But the times where my dad did physically engage my mom, I would step, step up mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, look, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they only saw me in a, in a position of, of protection mm-hmm. and they didn't know what my limit was. Mm. They didn't know it was just one day I was just going to snap right. and, and that taught me, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, uh, perseverance. Yes. 
Yeah. Right? To endure? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of tenacity. Yeah. To keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, it was just like, like I was talking to my sister a while back and I said, my last semester in high school, I, I failed all my classes. Mm. She was like, what? I said, yeah. I said, I could graduate after junior year because I had all my credits. Oh, wow. Look, thank God I did. Yeah. Because the, the, the home was so tumultuous mm. to where I just couldn't focus on. But they never knew that. The only person who knew was my mom and I. Wow. And maybe maybe close friends. But I failed every class my second semester to the point my English teacher was like, oh, I don't understand it. I don't even know how you graduated. Wow. But even they didn't know. Like yeah. nobody knew. Like we, you know. Wow. But just the perseverance and restraint. Yeah. Throughout that whole mm-hmm. ordeal from the time I remember like one of my memories, I remember seeing them fight. Mm-hmm. As a little bitty baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So that whole era, that whole yeah. process, you know, kind of molded me to be a, a person to protect, mm. to be able to endure and persevere. Yeah. Like a lot of, a lot of pain and yeah. adversity. Wow. Right? Um, and then uh, just you pissing me off not believing. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Because no one believed I could be a Navy SEAL. Wow. Family and friends who I talked to, there was no immediate, see that? Wow. There was no immediate, it was like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you crazy, you can't swim. There's no way. Wow. Right? And. I think people don't know that they're doing it mm-hmm. B- because especially family and, and friends, mm-hmm. you know, they, it, it's almost as if they already have a perceived idea of your ceiling. And when you right. and then when you break that ceiling or crack that ceiling or, or you, you're banging on it because right. you want to go higher. Um, from my experience with my family, I'm not talking about everybody, but from my experience with my family and friends, I didn't get the support and love mm. that I was that I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put them on the shelf. Mm. And which when we go back to member college, mm-hmm. where I listened, right, and I ran with there, and I didn't go with my gut. Right. Right. So this is where it translates into, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, look, I know everybody is telling me I can't do this. Wow. Because of your perception of who you think I am. But I'm going, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And the first time when I, when I failed out, I remember having a conversation with my dad. He said, well, I don't know why you did that anyway. He's like, I think you will make it. Wow. I went back a second time. Now I'll make it through. Now family and friends is, oh yeah, you know, maybe seal this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't hold them to the fire for their position because right. it has nothing to do with me. Right. But I've learned that Kelly will be good in my space for this particular thing. Mm-hmm. 
But when I am in this space, Kelly's not the person that I should be right. communicating with. Right. Right? So right. I learned to, all right, I need to put you on the shelf. Right. Because you're not going to do any, any, anything for me. Right. I remember having a conversation with my siblings earlier last year when I said, hey, I'm about to run for Congress. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? <laughs> so here it is, we're in a full circle, right? Right. right. We went through this when I, right. when I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. And now we're going to go through this again when I want to be a congressman. And it was like, one of them told me, like, I'm not going to be a part of dysfunction, uh, dysfunctionality. And I was like, check. Yeah. And right. I put them on the shelf. Right. And I was a little bit more vocal about it this time around. And to this day, we still have a little bit of uh, issues with that. But I made it very clear. Hmm. Look, just because I don't do what your opinion may be doesn't mean I don't value your opinion. Right. In order to achieve the things he sets his mind to, he had to learn how to not let people get in the way, including himself. That meant not listening to the people who discouraged him, but building relationships with the ones who offered a helping hand. Yeah, to have the bigger picture, the bigger goal. It's is- what's it's, it's what's required. It's, it's required to build relationships. Like I learned that you you listen to me. I learned that through my whole process of right. It's required to love and be kind and respectful. Right. To build relationships. Right. You know to to help. Right. With humanity at the and even at the lowest level, even if you you don't get what you're. Right. If you were just nasty and evil throughout the whole process, like you didn't learn anything. Right. But if you look back and be like, you know what? I handled that pretty nobly, mm-hmm. pretty honorable. I really don't like the outcome. Right. But I'm happy with. Yeah. I'm happy with how. And we're missing that in this in this country. We're missing the how. We're missing the home. It's uh yes. We'll see what our next little season is for this country. It'll be an interesting season. My message when I talk to people is it doesn't matter what the outcome is because they don't have to deal with it on a day-to-day basis. Right. Within their world they do. Right. But you and I, we have to work together. Right. So there's a uh a lot of opportunity for change. <laughs> you, you can bring a lot of, of good um, to this world with that perspective to be a servant, a public servant, rather than considering them oneself above everyone. That's been the whole message throughout. Ever since I went along, went, the, went through the process of being a Navy SEAL, hmm. That's when I began to learn servant leadership. Right. Right. That's and awesome. haven't looked back ever since. Yeah. Right. So awesome. it's it's that's been a very humbling experience, learning experience right. throughout my last twenty years. Wow. Is you know I grew into service. I tell people I grew into service. Wow. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I said the Navy was a means to an end. It was what you can do for me, and I ended up on the butt end of God's joke and you know 
um, was taught humility mm-hmm. and was taught what it really means to be on this earth as a human being. Right. Right. We're all here to serve. Your job is to figure out your gift mm-hmm. because God has given you one. Mm-hmm. What is it? And it's to use it for the rest of hum- humanity. Right. Absolutely. Today, Floyd serves as a director of institutional advancement for Parker University in Dallas. The university describes his role as being responsible for establishing the mission, values, and overachieving goals to develop a successful, results-oriented advancement program. Floyd is a chief visionary for the advancement program at Parker University, and that job description includes networking, a hard-earned skill of his. From growing up on the south side of Chicago to becoming a Navy SEAL to diving into a political arena, Floyd McClendon sums up life pretty simply. But Uh, this is life. This isn't even about politics. This is family. Family, friends, neighbors. You can apply this concept across all genres. Yeah. Right? Do I care about my neighbor? Yes. Right. That's the second greatest law in the world. One is love God with all your heart. Two is love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. A lot of people don't love themselves. I know. And if I'm treating Kelly bad, that's because I'm treating myself bad. Yeah. I I don't love something about me that I don't that I that I see through Kelly. Yeah. That I don't like. So I'm going to treat Kelly. Yeah. I'm going to treat Kelly bad. Yes. Yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Those two rules, if we follow those nine times out of ten, we will we'll be okay. Yeah, I agree. We will be okay. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. There's, I am had I learned so much. <laughs> I didn't know and anything. I didn't go about into that. any stories about a bunch of crap. Oh but yeah, gosh. oh yeah. That's yeah. I mean, we could do another podcast, but I don't. Uh, yeah, but I there, there's there's a lot of stories within like individual stories of failure well and i love your honesty mm-hmm. you know you didn't like say it's all it's all rainbows and sunshine <laughs> i mean you told real stuff so that's and that's what people connect with thanks again for listening to Kava the podcast it's our joy to share these stories of hope in a confusing world To keep up with our guests and adventures in podcasting, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would also love it if you gave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you use. It helps us continue to share hope around the world. We are so grateful for our listeners who financially support Kava the Podcast. If you would like to become a supporter, please consider donating via Patreon or contacting us about sponsorship opportunities. You can find more information at kavahpodcast.com. That's Q-A-V-A-H podcast.com. I would like to thank my head writer, Rebecca Gray, and audio engineer, Meredith Douglas. I could not do this without you. You make this happen, and I can't express my gratitude. Maybe you've been listening because you found yourself in a desperate place. We want you to know that all is not lost. It is our desire that you would be able to borrow hope from those who've gone before you, those who've waited to find a positive outcome. 
Please be sure and connect with us via our website or social media. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.